Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Joyce Barry and Friends, the number one worldwide radio show. The show's outrageous and it's contagious. It will lift your spirits high, you'll feel that you can fly. Transform your attitude, fill it with gratitude. Cut loose and improvise, it's coaching time today. Joyce is a great coach with an extraordinary approach. Fast on the upbeat, top of the heap. A wild motivator, great stimulator. Unstoppable in a humoristic way. Life lessons with passion, joyfully today. You want Joyce as your coach if you want this to be your best year ever. Coach Joyce here. I want this to be your best year ever. I want this to be my best year ever. I want this to be the best year ever for Father Brian McWeenie, his friends, his followers, his family. And we want this to be the best year ever for all our friends and followers worldwide. Welcome to Joyce, Barry, and Friends. We are broadcasting live across America and around the world. This is the Hour to Empower, with stimulating talk, views you can use, memorable quotes, and powerful life lessons. We always have hot guests and cool topics. We even have cool guests and hot topics. You always want to tune us on, tune in, and tune up with us to hear the best of the best. You do not want to miss any of our shows. Each show goes into our archives. Log into Joyce Barry and Friends.com, Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E, and you will see each guest and each topic on our homepage. You can play and download any of our shows, always informative, inspiring, and motivational. You want to share these special shows with your friends, family, and contacts. You can follow us on Facebook and become a Joyce Barry subscriber and even a fan by going to our Joyce Barry and Friends fan page. Be sure to check like. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us by going to our Blog Talk Radio homepage and clicking follow right below my picture. You can also message me in any of these venues about our show, about our guests, about anything. My official website is JoyceBarry.com. Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E. The chat room is open. Log into the chat room, have fun, and chat away. I go back and forth into the chat room during the show to see what is going on in there. Motivation, inspiration, and an education. Positive, happy thoughts to improve your life, health, and finances. Take positive actions to create a gratifying lifestyle. Life lessons from me, your host, Joyce Barry, straight from the Coach's Corner, and then you will hear from our wonderful guest today. Folks, every day should be treated like a special day. We wish you the finest of friends, the opulence of opportunities, the magic of miracles, and the happiest of days. May this year be your best year ever.
folks, welcome to the show. We have a very important topic today, anti-Semitism. It has been on the rise around this country and around the world. We are very blessed and honored to have with us today Father Brian McWeeny, Director of Ecumenical Affairs and Interreligious Activities for the Archdiocese of New York. Today he will speak up on the horrific rise of anti-Semitism here and abroad. Father Brian urges people of all faiths to rise up and speak up against this horrific display of racism. An attack on one faith is an attack on all faiths. As Voltaire said, every man is guilty of all the good he he did not do. As President John F. Kennedy said, if not us, who? If not now, when? A very warm welcome to the show, Father Brian. What can we possibly do to tackle what is happening around the country with anti-Semitism and certainly other faiths that are being picked on as well? Well, certainly the best way to put uh, the dark act of anti-Semitism and anti-Muslim or anti-whatever is to shine a light on it, and I'm glad that you're doing that. I know that my dear friend Rabbi Potasnik and, and Rabbi Greenberg have spoken from the perspective of the uh, leaders of the community who deal with this each and every day, as I do from the in the Catholic perspective. What we seek to do uh, in the archdiocese, particularly, but I know throughout the country. Uh, we treat, we seek to educate our young people because those are the ones who will form the society of the future. Uh, unfortunately, uh, as we move on away from the great Holocaust, uh, people become a little bit jaded, shall we say. And they forget. And once we forget history, as you well know, that famous saying, we're doomed to repeat it. And it's a very scary uh, process if we ever forget uh, what happened in the Shoah. Uh, It's just uh, outrageous to think that something like that would ever happen again. I feel it was one of my privileges to attend to Auschwitz and to see the horror. And I I tell the story about Auschwitz because at first you don't gather the terrible evil there because you walk into a room and it's all well painted, heated and everything, and you don't think too much of it. And then you walk into another room where there is a big plexiglass area that is probably... 50 to 75% of the room, and it's filled with baby shoes. And those were the shoes worn by the babies when they were brought to Auschwitz. And then you go into another room, and again, a large plexiglass area, and it's all the suitcases of those who died in the ovens or were shot in, uh, in Auschwitz and other places. So... Uh, we don't want people to forget. Um, John Paul II, who 
who himself was Polish, would say that again and again, never again, must never happen again, it must never be forgotten. Yes, and with the chant of never again, never again, how scary is it that so much of this uh, desecration of cemeteries, bomb threats, and temples, that it's happening. I can't believe that, that it's all happening right here, right now. You would think we'd long be past that. Well, the truth is <clears throat> anti-Semitism is a virus that has existed in almost every single society since demonium. And it's a real difficult virus to put out. The only uh, anecdote for it is education, compassion, and love. And those seems to be things that are lacking in, in some of our people in, in the society today. So what does one do about it? What does one do to support people in getting on the side of freedom for one and all? Well, I, I think, you know, when you deal with a very large issue, you must never lose your perspective and say, what can I do as a human being? What can I do to reverse the hatred of so many? And I think of um, the uh, great Elie Wiesel, and he had the gift of speech, and he didn't stop until he passed away. I was privileged to hear Elie speak just two weeks before his death, and I count that among one of the great blessings that God gave me uh, to, to hear right from uh, the, the voice of, of wisdom. Uh, the nature of how high human life can grow and how much the um, life, life uh, must uh, be protected. You know, he could have said uh, after he wrote The Fog or, or uh, all the bo wonderful books, well, I've done enough. I'll just sit back and collect the royalties. That was not Andy Wiesel. And so he was talented in that way. There is in the Catholic system right now in our Catholic schools an effort uh, done with the ADL to take uh, youngsters and to teach them about uh, the Holocaust, to teach them about Jewish culture. We, we have the wonderful museum in New York, the Museum of Jewish uh, Heritage, and we take them on trips there, that they would learn in this great city where so many of their friends are of the Jewish faith, that, that we are all one, and to see the linkage between uh, us and, uh, as Pope John Paul said, our elder brothers. So, wow, that's extraordinary. I had no idea that was happening in today's Catholic schools. That yes, is truly extraordinary. And with the ADL, How come we, we don't hear other... about that on television? Well, well good news does not travel fast. <laughs> That's However, true. However, you know, one Catholic school kid beats up on a, uh, a 
child from the yeshiva, you can bet it'll make front page news. Yes, yes, absolutely. And, I and see that, what you're that, saying. That, maybe that's human nature, but the fact of the matter is, uh, there are places of light. One with the ADL I attended uh, and then spoke at the um, wonderful program that they have of uh, bearing witness, and that really uh, tells the whole history of uh, the um, Holocaust, but also it tells us of our weaknesses as Christians in failing to stand up and to be a part of the solution rather than uh, doing uh, terrible, uh, stopping the terrible things that could have happened or that did happen. But what, what you were saying, it really touched my heart to hear that kind of thing. And if you have some sort of PR department, I think that would make such a great public relations story to lead by example. We want to see that with all faiths, how we support each other. Again, attack on one faith is an attack on all faiths. I think it was uh, Martin Niemöller put it best. He was a prominent Protestant pastor who emerged as an outspoken public foe of Hitler and spent the last seven years of Nazi rule in concentration camps. And he's best remembered for this quotation. First, they came for the socialist, and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionist, and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews, and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak for me. Yes. Very powerful words. Very, very powerful, and it really capsulizes what the show is about today, how important it is to stand up and be counted to be a voice on the side of good. Absolutely. Absolutely right. And, uh, and I you're right, hope- when you mention the Muslims <clears throat> and what they're going through, uh, you know, there's persecution on all sides everywhere. I mean, when I hear it, no matter what the face, it brings tears to my eyes, what goes on. I, I, that humanity is at this level rather than on a much higher level. Yes, yes but unfortunately, uh, that's because <coughs> we forget our history. You know, and unfortunately, uh, my friends who are Japanese remember history very well. Because they were imprisoned just for being yes. uh, Japanese. Yes. Uh, yet their sons were uh, fighting in the Pacific, Pacific for their uh, freedom. Unbelievable. It is unbelievable. And you're so right. That was another thing in our history. It's just so prevalent everywhere. Who is unscathed? Who is untouched by what is going on when people rise up to do evil things? Yes. Yeah. So I would hope that we begin to learn our lessons, you know. And uh, and you were asking me before the most important thing. And to me, uh, the most important thing and the 
greatest uh, thing we can do is to uh, educate our parents. Uh, I remember with great affection uh, my mom and dad, who both have gone to glory and uh, who I miss very much, but I don't miss the fact that they were conscious of the unity of the human race and they made sure that we were aware of it. And they were just beautiful. And uh, in our house, uh, I used to say when I came home from uh, school, I never knew who was going to be sitting at the kitchen table. Really? Everybody was important. And if somebody passed uh, away, my mother would be making a, a, a ham that smelled throughout the house and I would know that I wasn't going to taste it at all, <laughs> that it was going out to a neighbor who might have just experienced a great deal of sorrow. So you grew up in this extraordinary environment. Oh, absolutely. If you were not Irish in my neighborhood, you were Jewish. <laughs> and, uh, I know and, to this day you get invited to Seder's. I know that you do. Oh, yes. And, and I just love it. And that's another thing uh, you're bringing up. You know, uh, I just was talking to some of the people in uh, ADL. And every year uh, they have a interfaith seder for children. And they, uh, like uh, last year, the cardinal was there. And uh, the uh, former head of the ADL, uh, Mr., um, I forget his name, a very famous fellow, and also students from a Muslim school were there. So, you know, you know that there is a great deal of good work going on, but unfortunately, as you say, it is overwhelmed by the efforts of those who would do us evil. And they're not Christian, they're not Muslim, they're not Jewish, they are basically enemies of God and and belief and anything like that. So true, absolutely true. Uh, when I mention that I know you go to Seder's, I know how much I want, as a Jewish person, I always want, and a new, former New Yorker, I always wanted to go to the Midnight Mass at St. Patrick's Cathedral. The only issue was I was never a night person. I was always wide awake very early in the morning, and I'd go to bed very early, so it was quite a challenge because it was the Midnight Mass, but I, I was so intent on doing it that I met a good friend there at midnight. I was stunned, literally stunned, to see the lines around the block at St. Patty's Cathedral. Now, mind you, I've watched it on TV many times. I forced myself to stay up, but that's different than getting out of the house at midnight and going there. And going inside, I was so impressed with the thousands of seats there. Do you happen to have any idea how much St. Patty's will hold, Father Uh, Brian? 2,000. 2,000. Well, believe me, it was so huge. It looked like 10,000 is what it looked like. And then uh, when we sat down and I sat pretty close uh, to the front, 
because uh, we got there early enough. Uh, I sat down and I said, I'm probably the only Jewish person in here. And right behind me, this young man tapped me on the shoulder and he said, no, lady, I'm Jewish. And that made such an impression on me. Good for you, I said. And, and I just would love to see more of that because instead of admonishing one another for the differences because their, their, their faith is different than yours, why don't we hold on to what's similar, what we both love about our religion and both appreciate and respect? Why not focus on the similarities? And that's what I did my college paper on, comparative religion, Christmas, Hanukkah, Passover, Easter. I did that in college, and I was fascinated by it. And, and and it's so true. It's so wonderful. Uh, and, uh, of course, as you know, my, my dear friend always uh, shakes ha- hand as I'm in the procession for the Midnight Mass coming down. And Rabbi Gerson are both there. Rabbi Gerson looking much better than Rabbi Potasnik, I must say. The rabbi that I had on the show is Eric Greenberg. Um, you I'm referenced them er, earlier on, Rabbi Joseph Potasnik and Eric Greenberg. Folks, just so you know, they did the show Friday from the rabbi's perspective on anti-Semitism. And you, all you need to do is go to our archives, Joyce Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E, and friends.com, and you will see that on Friday's show. Every show is cataloged, last one on top. So if you simply arrow down to Friday, you'll hear the perspective uh, from two extremely prominent rabbis. And one of the things uh, that you should uh, recognize is that our dear friend, uh, Rabbi Greenberg, is very, very involved <clears throat> with the whole question of uh, the uh, refugees uh, who are fleeing for their lives. And um, I... I uh, salute all of the wonderful work uh, that he is doing uh, with that. Well, Rabbi Greenberg literally was just introduced to me by Rabbi Potasnik. So it was the first time he was on the show. Rabbi Potasnik knows everybody in New York. Yes, so I've heard. Uh, What is very funny is I asked him, please send me a very brief bio so I'll know how to introduce you. And literally, he sent me two pages, single space, of his bio. I was so stunned. It would have taken me three shows just to share that. I just picked out uh, the, the most prominent things, which I'll share with you now, that he's a leading interfaith expert, so I love that, communications and program director, and an international award-winning reporter. Uh, but what I really got the biggest kick out of, which I shared, he has had meetings with three Roman Catholic popes, St. John Paul the second Pope Benedict the 16th and Pope Francis wow so how does all of that happen I was uh, that was amazing I would think anyone that has uh, an audience with one Pope it's pretty amazing well and Rabbi tells a funny story did he tell you the story about San Lorenzo no well he he, he got to know the other two popes, Benedict and uh, John Paul, 
fairly well. But he went to Rome, and he said to uh, his friends, he says, you know, I really don't know this man that well. Uh, you know, what's, what's his interest? What, what does he uh, work on? And they said to him, oh, uh, he's a big soccer fan. His team is San Lorenzo. So Rabbi Greenberg said, okay. And so they went to the audience. And when it came time to introduce uh, Rabbi Greenberg, uh, Rabbi said to him, oh, uh, holiness, I hear you are a, a soccer fan. And I, all I have to say to you is, viva San Lorenzo. And he said, the Pope was surprised and then burst out in a great smile, as, as only uh, Francis can. And so they became very close very quickly. Oh, wow. And he, he knew the first rule in establishing relationship to find out what the other person is interested in and, yes. and start yes. a link on that. And that is amazing. The last time I saw a rabbi, uh, we were at a dinner with uh, some Syrian refugees. Uh, that was only last week. And uh, he just is a never-ending uh, machine of concern uh, for others. And God bless him and God bless all his work. Yeah, and God bless you, the three of you, truly. And he, as I said, I just met him with Friday show. I only was introduced to him the day before. Um, are, are my favorite. So the three of you are always welcome. You're also not only caring and concerned about all faiths, but you're so articulate, funny, uh, contemporary. So I think the three of you are absolutely amazing. Oh, I, I thank you for that. But, you know, this is part of who we are, you know, in, in uh, so many ways. We have to uh, recognize that each of us in our ministries are to be serving uh, not only our own congregations and our own faith experience, but we are to be close to uh, those who do the same as we though from a different religious perspective. Uh, one thing I want to ask you just for a mini lesson, could you tell me under the Pope, what is the designee that's next, like the next three? I, I never knew which is higher than which. Well, there really isn't anything like the government of the United States where you have a vice president or uh, right. whatever. But there are the the cardinal curia, so they're all equals in, in reality, but some deal with issues that are far more important than others. For example, uh, the Cardinal Mueller, who uh, works in the area of doctrine, of course, is a very important person to us. If there is a question on where the church is in terms of a certain doctrine, uh, we would uh, very much want to know his opinion and as the head of the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith. The other man that, that uh, the Pope depends upon a lot, I would think, 
would be uh, the um, Papal Secretary of State. Uh, that is Cardinal Parolin. And Cardinal Parolin uh, works with, in the church, guiding the church, if you want, would be a chief executive officer, helping the Pope deal with all the different congregations. But then he would also be one who uh, appoints, with the Holy Father, uh, representatives of the church to uh, nations, to different countries. Uh, we had in the diocese, in, in the United States, for example, uh, a pronuncio. Now that means that we did not have an official relationship with the Vatican. Uh, there was a lot of anti-Catholic feeling uh, throughout our history, and so they did not want a ambassador. Well, under uh, Ronald Reagan, he made the first. Uh, ambassador to the Vatican was a Mr. Wilson, and then we appointed a uh, a nuncio uh, who is like an ambassador to the United States government. That's that very very interesting. Um, as a former New Yorker, I certainly knew a lot about Cardinal Dolan, who is very respected, very well known by people of all faiths. So you're saying the level under the Pope of the Cardinals, and then it would be the priests? Is that how it works? No, then then we would have uh, what we call archbishops and bishops, and they are people who are in charge of the diocese. Every person who's ordained, every priest who's ordained, wants to take care of the people, but some have to be in administration, and so our uh, so our bishops are doing two things. One, they're shepherding their people, but also they are working with the priests in trying to become uh, informed on what is the uh, purpose of a, a different ministry and guiding that ministry with the priests. So, like but as a priest from the archdiocese, isn't that higher than any priest that's not affiliated with the archdiocese? No, no. What the title um, of diocese and archdiocese is basically built upon size. So in other words, uh, New York is an archdiocese, and we have 10 counties where we have uh, at least 4 million Catholics, whereas the diocese for example, of where you are, West Palm Beach. Okay, West Palm Beach would be only a diocese because you don't have as many Catholics. Oh, so it had more to do with numbers than stature? That's correct. Okay, because I always York, thought the archdiocese is pretty high up. Yes, in New York you have both. Uh, you have New York, you have Los Angeles, you have Chicago, and uh, these are like the major C's that we have. Uh, certainly, Atlanta has grown a great deal over the last few years. Uh, uh, Miami. Miami used to be one archdiocese, but now I think there are like six or seven. You have West Palm Beach, you have uh, Tallahassee, you have 
uh, Orlando, you know, different uh, where bishops are in charge of what's going on. Thank you for clearing that up. That was a nice little lesson. Uh, folks, what I want to clear up for you, that if you're appreciating this show today, I promise you we have a special show each and every day. And here in the wise words of our health guru, Beverly Nadler, is why you should be listening to us daily. Listen to me. I have something to say about a wonderful way to start your day, a way to stimulate your mind and increase your energy, make you feel so good. And guess what? It's free. Weekdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, hear the Joyce, Barry, and Friends show. You'll find it on the Internet, on Blog Talk Radio. This show is upbeat and fun and very inspirational. It's informative, educational, and very motivational. There's the Coach's Corner, great quotes and news. There are suggestions, perspectives, and advice you can use to enhance your life and improve your health, plus clever, simple ways to increase your wealth. Joyce's perceptions and personality will keep you captivated, and her guests from many walks of life will always keep you fascinated. When Joyce and her friends speak, it's like you're in the conversation. This is part of what makes her show so unique, really a sensation. For Joyce's friends are not only the guests you're listening to, they're everyone who is tuning in. Yes, I do mean you. So refer your friends and family. They'll be so pleased to know. And let's make Joyce, Barry, and Friends the number one Internet radio show. And, folks, we do ask that you partner up with us in that endeavor. Simply go to JoyceBarryAndFriends.com, and on the upper left of the home page, you will see my picture, and right under that, it says Follow. So simply click on that, and you will get an email of every show, every guest, every topic. You need not miss any of our shows. They are archived 24-7 for your listening pleasure. And I will tell you, there are several guests that we do have the exclusive, which means if you don't hear them with us, you're not going to hear them on another radio show. Uh, first and foremost would be Psychic Peter Marks, who's world-renowned all over, uh, deals with all celebrities. And, and people of the highest echelons, and we do a show every month. So just to know when he's on, you do want to become a follower and join that elite club, for which we're very grateful. Father Brian, um, so how do you get the word out uh, that we're all in this together and give people ideas on what they could do to make this a better country and a better world to stop the spread of, of these toxic occurrences? Well, hopefully we're doing it uh, daily because that's one of my, uh, I don't want to say job because it's more than a job. Um, but it, it, it's up to all of us to encourage uh, our fellow believers to not give victory to those who do not deserve it. And, uh, and that's a real problem because you try to, um, how would I say it, um, you try to 
be an example to others, but you also have to be out there uh, preaching uh, the word that uh, this that we're all uh, human beings in deserving of respect and love and and care. And Father, do you have a website that gives any kind of resources or how people uh, can get involved in one way or another? Well, not particularly on on this particular issue. We have different things that we're involved in, like, for example, uh, our Sheen Center, which is our cultural center, does a number of programs uh, for people on uh, different topics. One of the things that I will be involved with is on April 24th, uh, April 23rd, called it That Cow Diary. And that will be uh, a, a series on the uh, events of Dachau and some of the survivors' experiences, as well as seeing physically uh, some of the uniforms that were worn by the, um, the, the, those who were captured. And uh, it, it, it's quite moving. And, but then uh, I would recommend that you, you uh, always go to the ADL, does a lot of interfaith work, but also is just an inspiration what they do, do with, the, um, uh, with, with different examples. And they're ones that are on the front lines of anti-Semitism, and I think that they would be a, a great resource for anybody who is, uh, in, in, how would I say it, uh, not impacted by this, but who, who recognize that this is not something that should remain in society. Absolutely. And, and it's not just this, you know, in the way you support uh, people of different faiths, but, you know, people, it starts somewhere so they can volunteer with the church and get involved in some way. Uh, it's all good. It's all a step yeah. in the right direction. Uh, folks, those of you that are listening today and say, wow, uh, there's got to be something I can do. Um, I'll, I'll get involved someday. I'll check it out someday. I'll call religious leaders and see how I can be of service someday. I wrote this for all of you who actually believe there is a someday. Someday, an original poem by yours truly, Joyce Barry. I went to my calendar and took a look. I discovered that someday was not in the book. I looked carefully, for someday I did seek, but only Monday through Sunday appeared on each week. I got really confused. This was not funny. I always said someday I'd make very good money. I always said someday I'd get everything done. I always said someday I'd be number one. I always said someday this and someday that. Someday is starting to sound like very old hat. 
I became very sure that something was wrong. No, someday on my calendar all along, I thought everything I wanted would come to be. It would happen someday. I kept telling me it was someday. I kept telling you that all our dreams were sure to come true. How shocking to discover that all along, Someday was not in the calendar. How could I be so wrong? How could I not know that why I was stuck was that someday would never, ever show up? There wasn't a calendar anywhere, none to be found, that had someday in it. It would never come around. I always knew that if something is going to be, I am totally responsible. It's all up to me. I thought of my goals and made a new list. How exciting to realize that someday did not exist. Now I really know without any doubt that Monday through Sunday is in and someday is out. So I ask you women, I ask you men, I ask myself, if not right now, when? Father Brian, I bet you didn't know I was a poet. No, I did not. You learn things <laughs> every single day. That's right, and I learn from you every time we speak as well. So um, now the next step is how do we get them people off their B-U-T and B-U-T-T? How do we do that? Well, as a priest, I can tell you there's one thing that I do. And that is pray. You know, we cannot eliminate the presence of God because that is what is sacred to all of us. That idea that God is our motivator and by God all of us will be judged. And it's important that we uh, have him as part of our uh, armament against hatred, against the darkness of evil. And uh, for me, it's a very theological uh, aspect as well as sociological and psychological. I so agree with you. And I often think of a moment of prayer, a moment of silence for people of all faiths coming together collectively with social media. All of that is certainly possible. So I definitely agree with you on that. Edmund Burke said, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. Nobody made a greater mistake than he who did nothing because he could do only a little. Uh, I made that of the contemporary version. The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men and women to do nothing. So how important it is uh, just to take a step and do something. Voltaire, every man is guilty of all the good he did not do, and I say, and women, that we're all in this together, and helping any faith is helping all faiths just by standing together and being united. So getting back to uh, taking a step, figuring out what you can do, nothing is too small. Then I address the question through poetry, if not now, when?
Joyce, Barry, and Friends, the number one worldwide Internet radio show. This poem, an original by yours truly, is entitled, If Not Now, When? We are giving you the education. We are giving you the information. We are giving you the motivation. We are giving you the inspiration. What you really need to do is to put this into application. Do you want a transformation? You must use your imagination. It might take some perspiration. It's all in the preparation. You must really be sure there is no procrastination. It helps to have a fascination and very strong determination. You want a positive demonstration, achieve success in the administration. It really is the time. Give each show your consideration. What is your aspiration? What do you need for stimulation to get healthy and off that medication? To get wealthy, it's your destination. So make today the day for your participation. If you do, congratulations. If not now, when? Uh, as Father Brian wisely pointed out, it starts with prayer, and then I want to add to that in going into action to make the world a better place, one person and one positive action at a time. Father Brian, what else would you like to share at this time? Well, no, it's just uh, I'm always enjoying you know being with you, but I, I would hope that uh, people who are listening to us uh, really maybe take your show uh, to their uh, lunchtime. You know, it, it's almost 12 o'clock in New York and in uh, where you are. And, you know, say something. Look, I, on this radio show today, I heard XYZ. And try to, you know, in, engage other people in conversation. Because sometimes we do things and we don't think about it. I think in this case, we have to think about what the needs of God's people are. And if that happens, then we're going to have a better, better world. Absolutely. Uh, you referenced the Anti-Defamation League a couple of times, ADL. Uh, for folks who may not know or have heard of it, it's an international Jewish non-governmental organization based in the United States. And their mission is to stop the defamation of the Jewish people and to secure justice and fair treatment for all citizens alike. You can just Google Anti-Defamation League, or I believe even if you put in ADL.org, uh, that'll come up as well. So I'm glad you uh, brought that up. So as we're winding down here, what is the major message you want to leave people? That we all must be caring about what is happening uh, to each other, and we must try as best we can to make sure that everyone receives fair treatment. And that is so very, very, very important. 
I, I just want to add another piece to this puzzle, certainly prayer being a major one. But wouldn't you say forgiveness, too, if we could try to turn the hate to love and forgive people so we can move on? You, you may never forget, but you certainly can forgive, and I know that's very prevalent in the Bible. I, I, I would agree with you absolutely, uh, the tradition, the Judeo-Christian tradition, uh, bases uh, everything on forgiveness. We think in the Old Testament of the times that God forgave his people again and again. But also we recognize that in the New Testament, uh, the same thing is true. That God forgives us, and if, and if we are forgiven, then we must forgive one another. Because it all starts somewhere. You may never forget, but surely forgiveness is a very important piece about a living a life of calm and getting rid of stress. And while we're on a, a roll here with my poetry, let me just share that one. Forgiveness, an original poem by yours truly, Joyce Barry. How do I forgive? How do I let go? You hurt me so bad, and you know this is so. How could you, I ask? I am reminded every day. The pain is so intense, it just won't go away. You really were cruel. What you did was obscene. You left me devastated. How could you be so mean? When truth be told, I knew that the healing key was to forgive you, not for your sake, but for me. And so I forgive you, but I may never forget what you did to me that you don't even regret. Without this healing, which is so dramatic, forever my life would be totally traumatic. And so I forgive you, though what you did was a sin. I am forgiving you, so the healing can begin. about healing and when you forgive someone you do it for yourself so you're not carrying that around with you forever and if you can turn hatred into love of fellow man based on what we all have in common and that is we're all part of the human race Father, it's always wonderful to have you on the show, and uh, we are so grateful to you. Is there anything else as we're winding down, any other message you want to impart to people? I, I just am grateful to you for this show, and uh, I, I wish everyone a, a very good day. That uh, You say you always wish everybody a good day, and I do that to you and, and for all. 
And I thank you. And we were talking a lot today about how of all faiths we should stand for one another. So let me share this from Nelson Mandela, who's one of my heroes. This is how, this is a quote, a direct quote from Nelson. This is how I feel about Israel. Again and again, we have to fight anti-Semitism. Again and again, we have to fight hard for its survival. Again and again, we have to fight against all odds, surrounded on all sides by its enemies. Again and again, they are dragged into wars they do not want, while the world blames them for those wars. It is a never-ending battle just for the right to exist. So I thought that was extremely powerful, and that by Nelson Mandela. Oh, I think he's absolutely right. Gandhi says, you must be the change you wish to see in the world. So it does start with you. Father, I never let you off the show without uh, saying a prayer for all of us. Uh, They're just so impactful. So I ask that you do that. Okay. Heavenly Father, we rejoice that we are your people, all of us in the human race. We ask you to help us always to be observant, of the respect that we must extend one to another. We ask that you give us the wisdom to show the ways in which we are so alike and to de-emphasize those elements of our lives which are different. We ask you to overcome hatred with love and compassion for all to be our watchword. We make this prayer recognizing you're the all-powerful creator, your all-powerful peace in our world. Amen. Amen. That was awesome, as always. Folks, I just want to reference someone else who's a regular on our show. His name is Len Kane, K-A-I-N-E. He was nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize twice. Uh, he's an extraordinary guest, and we have a wonderful relationship, so he's on frequently. But his whole, uh, uh, everything about him is centered on one thing, the golden rule, do unto others as you would have others do unto you. And that's what today's show is about. So if you go to our website, you can type in Len K-A-I-N-E, and you, all his shows will come up. He's amazing as well. So we're, we have all these guests that are all on the same page of making the world a better place for all of us without judgment or discrimination. And here is my special prayer to all of you. May yesterday be the last day, the very last day of your struggles, your suffering, your ill health, your misfortunes, your problems, your pain, your worries, your troubles, your trials and tribulations. May today be the first day. It is the first day of the rest of your life. May it be the beginning of the very best of your life with extraordinary wishes granted and dreams coming true. Make this the most meaningful year of making more money, 
health, good luck, good fortune, attracting special people and opportunities, creating magical memories, and manifesting marvelous miracles. And folks, we uh, we invite you to sing along with us, to dance along with us, and laugh along with us. And you can do that right here, right now, starting with the Joyce Barry Mash. God bless you all. I was listening to Blog Talk Radio when my ears heard something that I did know. From the speakers of my laptop, I heard a voice. It was the White Oprah, also known as Joyce. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. Joyce Barry mash. She is a coaching smash. He did the mash. You'll catch on in a flash. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. I felt so inspired by her show and her poetry was just so good you know i want to listen to joyce again and again as joyce would say if not now when he did the mash the joyce barry mash joyce barry mash she is a coaching smash he did the mash you'll catch on in a flash he did the mash the Joyce Barry Mash. Wow. Joyce knows all about having fun. Wow. She's a home business wizard and she's just begun. Wow. She's wow. a coaching sensation for not just me or wow. you or her. It's for everyone. You can mash. Do the Joyce Barry Mash. Joyce Barry Mash. She's a home business smash. Then you can mash. You'll catch on in a flash. Then you can mash. Do the Joyce Barry mash. (laughs) Have a fantastic day and listen to Joyce Barry and friends.